Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Jonah on Live 95. Now, it is Halloween and we have Inspector Andrew Lacey in studio with us to give us a bit of advice around that from the Gardaí. But before we start on that, uh, Andrew, I just want to say, you know, from the Live 95 team here, congratulations to the Gardaí uh, and from everybody across Limerick, really, on two major operations in Limerick last week, which resulted in a number of arrests. We covered them here on the Limerick Today programme and on our bulletins as well. And uh, one of them was the seizure of 44 scramblers, off-road vehicles as well. It's an issue that has come up in this programme over and over again. People having concerns about it and people were delighted to see those seizures. But I I know an operation like that, it's not an overnight thing. There's a lot of police work goes into uh, those kind of operations, isn't there? Yeah, thanks Julian. Thanks for the uh, message there. Um, yeah, look, it's it, it probably starts out with having the tools or the framework to be able to do it which kind of starts with the legislation which we can, we've been waiting a while for to, to allow us to kind of launch an operation like that so that would have been signed into law in um, the 31st of July so we probably spent up to seven or eight weeks preparing for that last week and it did get a lot of media attention, got a lot of kind of coverage um, which we kind of expected it probably showed that it resonated with a lot of people uh, especially around Limerick and other parts of the country that maybe experience the kind of difficulties and the exposure to these scramblers and the damage it causes to communities. So, yeah, it was about seven weeks of work that went into it uh, on the ground and then we able to use the legislation to identify, you know, perpetrators of this uh, of this kind of antisocial, dangerous driving kind of behaviours that we've identified in the city and outside in um, kind of residential and estates across the Limerick City North and Limerick City South. So a joint operation with ourselves here in Henry Street and Roxburgh across the city and... The other operation was really a wider operation uh, through our crime functionary in relation to organised criminal gangs on a kind of a high level. So considerable amount of success, they kind of ran in tandem with each other and there was a bit of overlap which kind of shows that uh, those responsible for the antisocial behaviour and the issues in around scramblers, there is a correlation as well to criminal activity and the sale and supply uh, of drugs across the city. So, you know, we're quite happy the way it went and um, I suppose the message is... um, no, that was kind of maybe a shot in the air in relation to this legislation and we're not prepared to tolerate it. Uh, and we've listened to communities or JPCs or public representatives who have, you know, over a sustained period of time have brought this to our attention and we're, 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 we're massively aware of it. But, you know, if this continues, you know, we have no problem going again and launching another operation and targeting. Yeah, just on that, you mentioned the communities. How important is it, the information that you get from ordinary citizens, whether it be, you know, somebody seeing a scrambler tearing down the, by the canal bank or somebody seeing something, something suspicious happening in their own housing estate or whatever? How important is that for operations like the kind we saw last week? Uh, it's vital, Gillian, because look, sometimes I suppose people might be frustrated to make a report and this mightn't be an instant follow-up, but we correlate everything, we collate everything over a period of time and trends that we see in different areas and then when we can apply some resources to that for a dedicated period of time and that's what it does boil down to, giving some of our guards on the ground the time to go and correlate that information that's coming in from communities build it up with some with some footage, some investigative follow-ups that we do and then bringing it all together for an operation. But without the people on the ground in communities feeding that information into us, whether it's by letter, email, phone call, report, whatever it is, we need that to paint the picture so we can deliver a successful operation like we did last week. 
Okay. Well, it's Halloween. That's a busy time for for guards, for the fire services sometimes as well. Uh, It can be great celebrations, but there can be also a bit of antisocial behaviour as well. What would you be telling our listeners? Yeah, look, I suppose every year it's uh, there's a kind of focus and a build up to Halloween, Bank Holiday Weekend, kind of before the event itself as well, kind of heightens it a bit more. But I can tell your listeners, look, we've a, we've a, a full plan and operation across the city, as would our counterparts out in the county as well. And we'll have additional resources, mobile resources across the city. So probably an increase of 25% in our resources out tonight and kind of strategically placed across the city. Um, you know, on average, we'd experience probably 120 calls to service on a daily basis here in the division. So we anticipate that's going to rise tonight. You know, historically speaking, a lot of that would be down to the level of calls that would come in on Halloween night. Um, so look, we're just, we're urging people to be sensible. We don't want to, you know, dampen a party. It's a very important night for young people and kids especially. But there is a fine line to that and people need to take responsibility for their actions and thinking of older, uh, vulnerable people in, in housing estates that, you know, their, their anxiety builds up on tonight. So young people need to take responsibility and, you know, there's always a kind of an increase in antisocial behaviour, criminal damage and fireworks going off and that's so we're, we're conscious of that. So we're going to have extra people on the ground uh, to deal with that that increased uh, volume that's going to be coming in. But we'd, we'd also like to urge parents because they do have a role to play, uh, you know, before their people go out, who are they hanging around with, where are they going, you know, are they contactable um, and just, you know, have a little a little layer of uh, oversight on their, on their kids before they leave the house this evening. Follow them on Snapchat maps. That's what you need to do with these kids. With the, <laughs> I did it with my kids. When they reach a certain age, they're all on Snapchat and you go onto the maps. There's other apps as well. You can do it on, you know, the, if mm. they've iPhones, if they're lucky enough you know, to have those or whatever. Um, and you just make an agreement. If you're going out, you have to have your location on so you can keep an eye on them and you know whether they are where they said they are. I caught out one or two of my teens in the yeah. wrong place at the wrong time having said they'd been somewhere and there were consequences and like it's it's a handy tool my parents didn't have yeah. I could get away with telling them I was in Joan's house when I was in John's house but my kids could never get away with that yeah. I can share that trade secret with you as well I've been there yeah until they realise you're following you and they unfriend you maybe but um, no, they're not then they don't get out that's yeah, simple yeah, as that yeah. and you're not out the door if your location's off I have to be able to, to, to track you o- up until a certain age mm. like I'm not doing it to the 24 year old anymore yeah it is, it is a practical step and as, as I said it's just that bit of advice that parents can give they don't want a guard calling to their door later on with a young person arrested or you know inside in Henry Street or subject to the juvenile diversion scheme no no one wants that and we don't want that either um, so it's about that kind of advice and taking the precautions we we hit a number of schools earlier in the week through Limerick City North trying to get that educational piece out of them as well of the impact and the consequences of some of their behaviours so hopefully between that our presence tonight and just listeners maybe today just having a quick word with them we'll be able to alleviate and mitigate the, the risks from later on and you you mentioned the fireworks obviously they're illegal mm. but they're still happening they're still and you know every year there's some tragedy somewhere in the country they're terribly dangerous hugely dangerous yeah and look it's it's a very hard stream to to stop obviously the people can source them uh, through the internet they can go up the north whatever it is and bring them down it's difficult and we have had a couple of successes in relation to seizures but it is difficult um, but it's where they come from the, the quality of some of these fireworks coming in and as you said it's inevitable that tomorrow we'll be picking up a paper of some sort of an incident and please God it isn't uh, in Limerick or, or anywhere in Ireland but it, it's inevitable and our, our colleagues in the fire service are testament to that to some of the incidents they deal with so that's very important that people don't you know use them end of story okay well that's the message there from inspector andrew lacy have lots of fun but stay safe thanks for joining us on limerick today this morning 
Your views, your news, your limerick today with Gillian Devlin. 